episode. This video is sponsored by C4. We're not getting paid by them, no. and we don't have any sort of connection or ties to them, but we are just saying this video is sponsored by C4, so if by any chance they do see this and they want to actually activate some sort of sponsorship, a genuine one, uh, we'd be all for it. So putting it out there now, speaking into the universe, and hopefully it comes true. Your lips to God's ears. Back everyone, episode two of the Fandemonium Show. It's your host Chris Mullings here again with my guy, Mr. Ray Soto. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. I know. Well, for the people out there who don't know, Ray recently came back from Canton, Ohio, went to the Hall of Fame game. How was that, man? It was a surreal experience. Just the whole culture of the town. It's just football. It's yeah. Like it looks like an old western town from a movie with just a big amusement park and football stadium just in the middle and that's it besides that there's nothing else going on so to see what was going on to get the amusement park and see all the hall of famers it was really cool the museum was the best part i would imagine it yeah. to be low-key but one thing i wanted to ask you it just came to my mind right now is there more to do in green bay than there is in canton during the season green bay was definitely the way to go of course. It's like party culture over there. It's like a college. It's like college parties going on. That I didn't know. That's how That it, I didn't that's know. That's how it feels. It's really like game day. It's just you wake up, people were drinking outside cuz it's a neighborhood around the stadium again. Yeah. So people were barbecuing, having parties, going crazy. The Hall of Fame I feel like was a little more collective, a little more uh like professional, a little way more professional. Okay. That's the way to say it. That's fair. Uh, cuz you know, the museum is just like an artifact for the NFL. That's where true. A lot of stuff is being held, like serious stuff, and the museum is right next door to the stadium. The stadium. So it was definitely more higher echelon of uh, football experiences. That's fair. I could expect that. Yeah. But I was curious because, you know, I mean, obviously the stigma around just Ohio as a whole, everyone feels like there's nothing to do there. But we talked about it. It just didn't seem like there was anything to do in Canton. I know Columbus is fun. I can go on and on about that, but I remember you saying – like Canton was a little quiet. There wasn't too much to do outside no, of the Hall it of Fame. Really game. wasn't. That's funny, man. But yeah, outside of that, one of the things we were going to talk about today. So we mentioned it in the first episode. Both Ray and I, we coached a flag football team, a youth flag football team. The kids were when we started sixth grade, right? Sixth, that was sixth grade. grade. Yeah, sixth grade when they started. So we did that for about a year. Um, and yeah, you started in September. Yeah, I think I joined along around. October mm-hmm. time so we did that up until about two months ago yeah so that that was a great experience but that being said I wanted to ask what was your favorite coaching moment your favorite coaching memory funniest experience you had while we were working together with the kids there really are so many I just I can't like thank the parents enough they were so appreciative and so helpful along the process this was our first time ever doing anything like this for sure so it was a little uh, little rattling because these are all kids, never played football before. One of them was my brother. So that was, that's why we weren't just coaching random people. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that. Um, <clears throat> the month when it was by myself was really stressful. Yeah, I can imagine. I was very nervous. I, would, I basically let the kids walk all over me for a while. But slowly as we got more comfortable with each other, better communication, all that stuff, things started to come along. And I got to say, one of my favorite memories was one of the first games I had. Probably my second or first or second game. You weren't okay. even there yet. Okay, okay. Um, obviously, these kids, they all want to be the one to score touchdowns. They all want to be the spotlight. They all yeah. want to play quarterback. That's 
really the big thing is. And I'm not going to name drop anybody. One of the kids was really adamant about playing quarterback, but he was a really little kid. Like, he couldn't really throw that far, couldn't throw that hard. So I was like, listen, man, like, everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. You were the fastest kid I've ever seen in my life. You, but you can't throw that far. So it's like, <laughs> if I could give you handoffs, I'd rather you do that than throw. Mm-hmm. One day he breaks down crying in the middle of a game. I'm like, dude, you can't. Like, you can't let this bother you. It's not just about football. It's about everything. Not everything is just given to you. You're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to work for it over and over again. Yeah. And I said, listen, everyone has their strengths. The very next play, this kid takes a handoff the distance of the field and scores. And I had to remind him, <laughs> I was like, you might be upset with me now, but I, I'm not that crazy. I obviously know what I'm talking about. If you of just course. Scored, like I said. So, and seeing the expression on his face and seeing his dad's face, it was just, it meant a lot, you know, because you could see I'm finally getting to these kids. And, you know, that was one of my favorites. For real. I know exactly who you're talking about, too. Yeah, 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 of course. That kid is a stud. He's an athlete. He really is. He, he doesn't come across like it, but I swear you get him the football or you put him in a position to do something athletic and he, he can do way yeah. more than what you would anticipate. Oh, yeah. For sure. But that's what I didn't even know. I didn't even know that happened before I got there. I know I know he always wanted to play QB, but I didn't know like the extent of how badly yeah. he wanted to. Oh yeah. So it that's was, funny. Uh, that, yeah, so you didn't see all that crying we did beforehand. You mm-hmm. can see how far the kids went in just a month. So you oh can my imagine God. what it went through I, ten months. Drastically different. Drastically different from when we first started. But I was gonna say, from when I was there, it seemed like most of them, I guess after a certain amount of time, they ended up wanting to play receiver. Yeah. A lot of them, yeah. it's especially like, I, I, again, like I, we said, like we won't name names, but like some of the more taller kids. You don't have to say names because I know exactly. Yeah, you know who about. I'm talking about. They wanted to play receiver so bad. I think mostly because like the gritty and like how yeah yeah how going big on that got fell football. So it it just looks like the more fun position or the more uh, of personality course, of course. for sure. But going along with the receiver thing, there was one kid. And I know who you like. You know who I'm talking yeah. about. No, 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 not the one that I was mentioning before. He joined the team like probably halfway through when we were coaching. Oh, this one. You know who I'm talking, I about. Know who talking about. This kid, I promise you, he was the equivalent. You know, Baby Gronk, that kid. Yeah. That that kid was Baby Gronk. Yeah. He was literally Baby Gronk. Baby that Gronk kid, ain't yeah. got nothing on this kid we're talking about yeah. right now. He was legitimately Rob Gronkowski miniature. So, my my funniest moment. This kid, because once I started joining along, I kind of got more control of the offense. You were kind of manning the defense. And obviously, like, you would come in and we would, you know, work together and do the offense. But there was times where you just give me the playbook and say, here, just call the offense. So once we got this kid on the team, every time we had to throw the ball, I was always telling our quarterback, whoever was playing, he's the first option. He's the first guy you look at. He's the first read. That that's where you're going with the ball, unless he's getting double covered or unless something is you know off or different. So, long story short, the entire time this kid was on the team, we would get him the ball, and it became so commonplace for him to just come down with it, whether there was like three or four defenders on him. His last game, oh, I remember his that. last game. He he told us before he might have to leave early because he's a multi-sport athlete. I think he played soccer. Yeah. He had a soccer game. Funny enough, I think he was the goalie which makes sense. He has great hands. You're actually mixing him up. He was the striker. Another, he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a striker. Oh. You're thinking of another kid who was actually a goalie. Oh. Uh, okay. I remember you who, who, I remember who yeah, now. Yeah. I remember who it is Easy now. mix-up. Easy mix-up. Yes. Yeah, they're athletes. They're just 
They're athletes. That's so funny. But funny enough, this kid was going to go play a soccer game right at the same time or like halfway through our flag football game was going. The play before this kid leaves for good, like from the team, yes. he comes to me. He's like, Coach Chris, I think I'm going to score a touchdown before I go. I was like, I mean, you could try. Like, I, like I, It's so much easier said than done, especially because we weren't close to the end zone. We weren't in the red zone. We were probably like what like at the equivalent of the 30 yard line like our own 30 he's like coach chris i think i'm gonna score a touchdown before i go i'm like you know what if you do that that'd be awesome that would be a great way to end it but you know you have this one last drive before you gotta go get on to your game we'll just play play by play she's like okay no problem so this kid told me he wants to score i'm gonna give him a play where i think he can have a chance to score if it doesn't work we'll get back to the drawing board i send this kid on a streak like a nine route just go deep I, I promise you, there was probably like three kids, three kids on him. He mossed all of them, and then he ran the other half of the of the field for a touchdown. That sounds about right. The same, like, I'm not even joking, 10 seconds before. Yeah. Coach Chris, I think I'm going to score. I'm like, all right, cool. And he just goes and does it. <laughs> and yeah. then the funniest thing, it, it was he scored so much that he just did it, and he's like, all right, bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he just left. Day, he just left. That sums up the day. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's it. But that kid, I swear, he's going place. If he sticks with football, I can see him being like a legitimate tight end. Yeah, high school, college, like mm-hmm. he he can go places. Oh yeah, the kid is an athlete. But speaking of top players, mm. one of the ideas that I had for us to talk about today is a segment that I wanted to come up with. Segment that I kind of wanted to incorporate into the show every once in a while called "Hate It or Rate It." So obviously there's a saying like if you or I don't, I don't really know where it's common or where it's prevalent, but if they like something like, yo, I rate that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where it's from, but I, I remember hearing it. So either you hate it or you rate it like you like it. So the one that we're doing today, we're going to be taking players in the league mm-hmm. and putting them with their rapper equivalent or Love like it. a rapper who you can say is comp- like comparable, Love comparable it. to them. So. Floor is yours. I want to hear the first one mine. you got. Okay. When you told me it wasn't just quarterbacks, I got really excited because I thought we were limited to just quarterbacks. But this is one I love. I hope I didn't steal your artist or player you're using. Mm-hmm. Fred Warner. Let me hear. And DMX. I was not expecting to hear that. I at know all. it's one of those things. Fred Warner. I've never seen a football player actually like fly like he does. Okay. Have you seen like Fred Warner highlights? Just sat down and watched Fred Warner. Highlights? Oh, he's a dog. I I haven't sat down and watched him, but I've like like him specifically his highlights. But I've seen him like in games. And I'll... he is just I love the middle linebacker position. Mm-hmm. Watching him is so fun because it's like middle linebacker isn't that player like oh it's so fun like I want to be a middle linebacker whatever whatever. He makes it look so appealing. That's to the fair. Eye. That's fair. He does everything. He could rush. He could play coverage. He doesn't miss a tackle. He just flies and he hits. And when I think of like his highlights, the thing that comes to my mind is like a hype DMX song. Like X will give it to you or something. That's exactly. Of course, <laughs> that's, that's the one everyone's going to default to. Yeah. But there's so many just clips in my mind that I play a DMX song behind it and it just, it fits. Fred Warner's the hardest hitting person in the league right now. And it just, it works. I think it works. I was not expecting that, but I'm not mad at it. Mm. Like, personality-wise, I don't think it's... Because no, I feel oh, like Fred no, Warren is, like, not. very, like, chill, calm, yeah, yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DMX, obviously, was, like, very loud, outspoken. So, yes. in that regard, I, I wouldn't get it. But when you take, like, his style of play, yeah, I see it. 
I, oh yeah. Especially when you said like you could picture the song in the background. Always, yeah. Absolutely, I can oh, yeah. see that. That's hilarious, bro. Okay, I will say that I did not have that one at all. Okay, good. I, I have. Steal a player. Okay, no, no, you're all good. The one I'm gonna go with right now, offense QB. I feel like once I say it, you'll just know. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Kanye. I was afraid one of us would use Kanye because I'm like, really? whenever they compare Kanye to, they're gonna seem make it seem like they're a super villain. No, no, no. Okay, so you can't lie though. I will put this out. There are because this could be very controversial. Mm-hmm. There are many of times where Kanye West says something out in public, like there's no spinning it, no nothing. Yeah, he'll say something and flat out it's just wrong it's just ignorant yeah. and it just shouldn't have been said in the yes. first place there's many of times where he has that criticism and it's 100 percent warranted mm-hmm. i'm with that however i do think there are times where he may say something and just like how the media does especially big outlets they'll take part of it a fragment and they'll spin a narrative around it mm-hmm. and that becomes the most common thought of that person yeah. Is there times where it's justified with Kanye? Absolutely. 100%. I don't think he's the best guy in the world. But in regards of how the media can spin a narrative to make a person out to be like a okay. villain. You, you see, you got me. You got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. You Not to me, mention, man. like, the genius element, like, the narcissistic genius mm-hmm. type of element. 100%. And we're going to talk about this later. The Hard Knocks episode. Once you see how he is around his teammates. Oh, yeah. You see that that narrative is just not true. It's, just, it, it's, yeah. it's so false. It is. It's 100% yeah, false. But with bad. how the public perceives okay. him I really like and that. the greatness that he could bring to where... Oh, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got me. This so is, that's was, where. This is nice. I was like, in my head when you said this topic, I was like, oh, like Antonio Brown and Kanye West. Mm. But I like the way you spun it a way more. Okay. The way you spun it was way better. AB makes sense too. It, I, he definitely like... Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. I wanted to go with a little more. I actually really like that one. That one, I got. There's no top in that one. I feel like that was the best one you could have said. I have a better one for you. Yeah, okay. but I'll save. I'll save. I want you to go one more. I, I want to hear what I, what else you have. Okay. Mine was pretty basic though. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You sure? Of, bro, of course. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was Brian Robinson, and Fifty Cent. There's like jokes write themselves. That's it. The jokes write themselves. If you're gonna compare NFL players to rappers, this is it. Brian Robinson yeah. walked out to the Fifty Cent song that he wrote after getting shot. So it's the jokes write themselves. It's just like those situations don't happen that frequently. So for it to happen to this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in you know, the, in the same sense, yeah, exactly. Like you, you can't beat that. No, that that's just a given compare. Like it was that makes so sense. easy to just say that. And he one, set yeah. that up himself by walking out to the song the week he, he knew came what back. he was like, doing. He, yeah, he knew what he was doing. So yeah, that's one where I'm not I'm not mad at that. Like I I, I get why you say it's basic, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. who else would you be able to compare to yeah, Fifty exactly. Cent? You know. So I get that. And when else are we ever going to talk about Brian Robinson? <laughs> You're welcome. Listen, from a fantasy perspective, no. We'll talk about fantasy. We'll talk, we can talk about that later. We can talk about we that later. We have a lot of fantasy stuff coming up for the season. That's so, so true. We, yeah, we will touch on that we later. We will eventually get to him. But I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. This one, I thought of... I literally thought of it today. And I thought it was perfect. I'm throwing it back. Mm. Deion Sanders and Tupac. That's good. The I was, epitome of 90s greatness. Yeah, I wanted to... like. Compare someone to Tupac 
so hard, but I just couldn't think of somebody to compare. Like with it is hard the, with some like the old great rappers. It was really hard to compare. Yeah. So that's actually I like that one a lot though. They're both considered the goat. That's just like yeah. greatness in the '90s. Like it's and they're both outspoken. You know. Yeah. Everyone knows who they are. You yeah. say Prime, you say Pac, everyone knows who you're talking yeah. about. So, And if Tupac was here today, the impact he would have on rap as a whole, mm-hmm. I think, would be the equivalent of what Dion is doing right totally. now. Maybe not, well, I don't know. He might be mentoring younger rappers. I could see mm-hmm. that him putting them on game and whatnot. But from an impact perspective and just what they mean to the culture, yeah. whether it's rap or football, I think that that's like the most spot-on depiction of who you could say for both. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that one a lot. All right, cool. You got one more or not? Honestly, you take the last one because I know what the last one you're going to say is, and I'm really excited to compare it to, like, to hear it. Just oh, you know who that. I'm saying? I think I know what you're going to say. Who do you think I'm going to say? No, I don't want to spoil it for the people. Aaron Donald? That's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> who did you think I was going to say? You were going to say Lamar Jackson. No. Okay, so uh, context. I came up with like eight of these. I was real. I was, dude, I was so into this topic. I tell. And I, I could ramble off. I, I had Odell and Young Thug. I had DK yeah. and Uzi. Like, I, I had a bunch of... But Aaron Donald and Kendrick Lamar. Okay, you need a little explanation. There. So, just the basic one out the way. That Los Angeles, that California comparison right okay. then and there. Obviously, Kendrick's from Compton. Aaron Donald. Even though they started in St. Louis, he came to LA at some point. Mm. But when you talk about who's the greatest of this generation right now, and I would say like the 2000, 2010s, Kendrick Lamar has been on top mm. from the beginning. Section 80, Good Kid, Mad City, damn. Every Timber Butterfly. He's always been considered to be the one on top. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the most popular yeah, pick yeah, yeah, yeah. by any means, but from a talent perspective, from a style okay. perspective, everyone always considered him to be the GOAT of today. Okay, I like that. Aaron Donald, he's been at, bro, we talked about it last episode, the longest tenured 99 club member. Yes. I don't see how anyone beats him in that category other yeah. than me. No, not that uh, category, but from a dominance perspective, other than J.J. Watt, yeah. you, you have that discussion there. But I think in terms of tenure, like how long he was able to be yeah. dominant for and still be dominant today, mm. same way Kendrick's still able to be dominant today. Yeah, I think that that accurate depiction would be Aaron Donald for sure. I do like that. That was a good explanation. I'm definitely a fan of that one. Aaron Donald, yeah, that's... That's a hard one to compare, but it works. Right? Like, I was trying to think of, like... I appreciate that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, because the other one I was trying to really think of one for, and I was really struggling, Drake. I couldn't think of anyone other than Mahomes, but even then, Mahomes is too... Yeah, that's an easy one. Mahomes is too new, in a sense. Drake has been running since, like, what, 08? Mahomes has been here since, like, 2016. Right? Or 15? 16? He was drafted with Watson, so that was 15. Okay. So, yeah. It, it's just not long enough of a run to be considered. But, yeah. So, but totally yeah. Th- those are my three of the ones I came up with that I thought were, like, the most accurate. I love that. Yeah, you definitely killed this one. I was really lacking. I was really having a hard time thinking of stuff. So. No, no. It's all good. I actually... The, the Fred Warner one, I really like because of how off guard it got me. I okay. wasn't expecting you to say that, but... Mm-hmm. And I when you initially said it, I was questioning it, but after you explained it... I'm a fan of it. So, uh, no, you, you definitely did your thing. I, I, I love both comparisons awesome. for sure. Thank you. Speaking of, again, top players, mm-hmm. recently NFL Top 100 list came out. Yeah. Any thoughts, any feedback? Like, what, what are your take? What is your take with 
I love the NFL Top 100 so much. Me I just too. I love it. It's I think there's usually no better way to determine an actual ranking order than to ask the people who play the game and Absolutely. compete against each other. So I think this is the most accurate depiction of the best players in the league. Right? Okay. The top 10, spot on. No mm-hmm. issues at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's some questionable ones real late, like 100, 90s, 80s. There's going to be like a few things people question, but for sure. Definitely a big fan. Obviously, some, some of my favorite players are, ended up in the top 100, which I love to see. Absolutely. And I know the same thing with you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so where do you want to take this? Honestly, so the, the first thing I want to do is kind of go over my biggest takeaways okay. from this whole list, right? Because I really did a deep dive. I try to look at everything. First and foremost, the 49ers are so dominant, it's not even funny. It, it, it's hard. It's in. They had eight players on the list. Yeah. For context, the Super Bowl winners, the Kansas City Chiefs, only had three. That's crazy to me. How many did the Eagles have? Seven. Oh, that's I looked lot. at them too. Wow, they had lot. a lot too. They had wow, a lot too. A lot. But I the know. Niners. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. Eight. Eight. How many the offense? Top How many of the offensive players? Honestly, I'm not sure. Let me look right Kittle now. Kittle easily. Yeah, Kittle, CMC Kittle, obviously. Kittle CMC was Trent there. Trent Williams. Okay, so Trent like, was there. It might be half and half. Is it split half and half? It might be. Because on defense, Trent, yeah, it is split half and half. Who's their four? Who is that? Was that? That was three. No, on offense. Okay, no? so defense definitely. Um, Hufunga, Hufunga, Bosa, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw were on it. Yes, I can't think of another defender that would be on it. Did Debo somehow creep his way onto this top 100? Did who? Did Debo? He is. He's here. Oh, he is. He is. So then they have Kittle, CMC, Debo, Trent Williams. Okay, yeah, this is 4-4. Four four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, yes. Okay, I forgot. Yes. So, wow. Just. But isn't that crazy? You know how much I despise the 49ers. I, I love them. They are easily, <laughs> easily. From growing up, my least favorite team, the amount of times they eliminated the Packers in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, as, from a Packers fan's really perspective. It's when you look at it. Oh, oh, they passed on Aaron Rodgers in the draft, and he just, I love Aaron Rodgers to death, but he just can never, never beat them in the playoffs. He could beat them in regular season without an issue. He doesn't even bat, bat it was nine. Always, and, and it was always NFC Championship, it too. Was, it was always the game right before the chip. Oh, my God, that last divisional game, man. That hurt, that 13-10 to 10 long. I, <laughs> yeah, that hurt. I despise the 49ers, the passion. But that was just from who knows what the next 10 years are going to look like for them. It's, Honestly, it, like as close as they get every year, they're not a Super Bowl team with that quarterback, whoever it happens to be. You don't think with Brock they can make it? I don't know. I really don't know. It's with really how loaded and balanced their entire team is. is. And that's another thing. Like if they don't, they are really running out of time because these people need to get paid. That is true. Funga is, I think, no. Was he a rookie? I feel no, like he's in like, a second year. I feel year. like they would have made a bigger deal. If then he's second in a second year. year, this is a third year. This is a contract year. Yeah. This is a contract year for him. Bosa, this is fourth or is this he's cl- he's coming up on it. I know for sure. He's gonna get paid. Trent Williams is old. He's gonna retire pretty What's, soon. Well, no, he's like what thirty one. No, I think he's a little old. He was considering retirement after this season. Oh yeah, they just restructured his contract. That is true. Kittle has to be having a contract up soon. Debo is getting way too much money for what he did last year. That's true. CMC is also making a lot of money. And they have Ayuk too. Ayuk is oh great. God, I love Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Is Ayuk still on a rookie contract? I don't think so. No, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think I, so. I wouldn't think he is. Either, either, either way though, like yeah, the team has depth. They have superstars. It is, yeah. So it's eight players is really impressive. Right? So 
and especially for the like the team that won the Super Bowl to only have three for the, someone who didn't even make it. And the team that lost to... having seven is crazy, I bro. I and th- like the same way you hate the Niners is the same way I hate the Eagles. I despise the Eagles. I despise everything Philadelphia. I'm sorry if you're from Philadelphia and you happen to watch this. I don't like your city. I I, I will be blunt. That's fair. Like as a New Yorker, as someone who's visited. I've not had the greatest experience with your sports teams nor your public transportation. (laughs) (laughs) So I will put that out there. But that being said, I can't deny how talented that team is from top to bottom. So them having seven, Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. And for the Giants' sake, I hope they're able to kind of cut that number down. What did the Giants have too? They had – you just reminded me of one of my key takeaways – they had two. Mm-hmm. They had Dexter Lawrence and Saquon. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Andrew Thomas wasn't on the list. How? That's a good question. Um, there weren't a lot of offensive linemen at all this year. So that is true. I feel like way less than past year. That's true. So I there wrote was it one down. Guard. There was only seven O-linemen. There was one guard. Yeah. Was one or it, two. It, was, it was one. There was one guard. It was Zach one Martin. Guard. One oh, center. there were two. No, it was only one guard. Chris Lindstrom wasn't on? Oh, he was. That's my fault. I okay, left so that off. Was, I left there it was off. Just so two. there was two. There was two. There was only one center. It was only uh, Jason one Kelsey. Center. Eagles, of course. It's hard. It's hard with offensive linemen. Like, who's watching football? Like, oh, I'm just gonna watch the offensive line. Yeah, no, no one, no one does that. that unless you're watching no like all 22, that. or like yeah, you're watching yeah, like yeah, yeah. Or the, you're your team. Scout. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so unless, yeah, like you said, but it, defensive line, it's like it's all you see. I know. And yeah, like we were talking about it before. D linemen and edge rushers, the most out of any group. I grouped those two together, but they had the most out of any group in the top 100. They had 22. They almost made up a quarter of the entire list. A quarter of the top 100. That's insane. That's insane. Also, one of my biggest takeaways or one of my biggest issues, discrepancies, Mm -hmm. they didn't put, they only put three tight ends. I understand the three they put. Obviously, you're going to put Kelsey. You're going to put Mark Andrews. You're going to put Kittle. Mm -hmm. Those are by far the top three. But TJ Hawkinson was really good definitely last year. Definitely could have slipped in. He was second in receiving yards for tight ends, and he wasn't on the list at all. 100% should have been on that list. Evan Ingram, fourth in receiving yards. That's I, another good one where it, that's borderline. That's borderline now for a lot of people. Just yeah, says, which was, I get it. I get it. A lot of his production came in the last four games, so it was really like... I get it. I, I'm not mad at it. And as like someone who has mixed emotions with Evan Ingram, I think mm-hmm. he's a great person. I think he's a great talent. It's just he, he didn't work well. With, yeah, he didn't work well with our team. No, absolutely. Yeah. No one really worked well with our definitely. team. Definitely. Nothing personal. But from I, I think he definitely deserved to be in that conversation or maybe in like an honorable mention list because mm-hmm. I know they put out like maybe like 10 more people who didn't make it but were like on the brink. Mm-hmm. So I get that. And then, oh, also, I think Patrick Sertain absolutely should have been over I was Jalen hoping Ramsey. you bring this up. I was really hoping you bring this up because the cornerbacks is they were a little yeah they were a little they were scattered a little they were really scattered too I think the top so cornerback was twenty three it was, was like sauce. a low it was sauce and then Jair came twenty six right, right and after thirties Jalen was thirty six then Sertain came at forty nine was there only four no there was no no, no. Four. so I'll, I'll read you the corners okay, it okay, went okay. sauce at twenty three yeah. Jair at twenty six Jalen Ramsey at thirty six Sertain at forty nine. Trevon Diggs at 60, mm. Darius Slay at 65. That yes. was another issue I had. I feel like those yeah. two should have been flip-flopped. Tariq Woolen at 76, not mad at that. Marshawn yeah. Lattimore at 89, and Marlon Humphrey at 92. Okay, really quick. I just have to like get this off my chest. I hate the people who think Tariq Woolen 
who is an amazing player. He's oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, he's a ball. Hawk. The way he shattered expectations last what year is was he, insane. Six four, and you're in like a four two. Yeah, like, he's an athletic athlete. anomaly. <laughs> but for people to say he's better than Sauce is absurd. No, it's it's not. And true. they're only saying because of the picks. Yeah, you bro. can't get picks if you don't get thrown at. That's like saying Trevon Diggs is better than Sertain or like you know yeah, it's, it's it's not true. It's one of those or things. Jair, like, like, that's like, insane. No, it's not true. That's insane. It's important. Don't get me wrong. That's a very important statistic. But yeah. in terms of like. That's one moment of a game where you have to be locked down for an entire game. Yeah, interceptions are one of those things where it's like, I don't need interceptions, right? Because you're playing cornerback because you're on defense. You don't need to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. You just, like, get the ball down. That's it. So Absolutely. that's exactly what Sauce does. People don't test Sauce. Absolutely. Not to mention Sauce is an athletic freak, too. What's he, 6'3"? Oh, with he, an eight foot wingspan. Oh, yeah, wow. not to mention he's like fast. That. Like yeah. he, he's a he he's a freak the, of nature he is too. The cornerback build that you make. Yeah, the prototype. He one hundred percent is the prototype. The body off. He's yeah, he's yeah. he's unmatched. So I'm not mad at him being number one. Yeah, even though it, it was a rookie season, I understand. Yeah. Like maybe there's like a respect aspect you have to factor mm-hmm. in. But the way he played, I'm not mad at him being number one. But yeah. certain being behind Ramsey upset me a little bit only because mm-hmm. I feel like Jalen Ramsey is a little bit on his decline right he now. He's definitely on decline. He's starting to hit his decline, and I feel like Sertain isn't even at his peak yet. Yeah. So that was another thing. And then just one more thing, not an issue I had, mm-hmm. but, I mean, for a lot of people it was an issue. I'm just happy about it. Fields coming in at 86 over Trevor over Lawrence Trevor made Lawrence. me so happy. I don't It made me it. so happy. I get why people were upset about it. I'm a field stan. I understand Trevor Lawrence statistically and impact-wise had a – stronger year than fields for sure but i think this that's literally just going to be the first of many times where fields is going to be ranked a higher over him this fields deserve to be in the top 100 yeah i think yeah 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 to be in the top 100 does he deserve to be over t-law yeah that's no, where the question i really start. don't think that's so right, yeah t-law took this jaguars team to the playoffs had one of the best comebacks in playoff history fields won to be fair games. he put them in that position and took them right back out i get it i get it before picks in one half is kind of insane I don't know. So, <laughs> that are, was are, are those four picks a reason he's below Justin Fields? I don't no, know. No, that's no, insane. no, no, no. You can't take one game and then put it over an entire season's body of work. Like you, That's not fair to any player. But that being said, I do understand the situation that Fields is in compared to Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. The talent on both rosters, yeah. or you can't compare the two. It, like Fields had practically nothing to work with, partly because of injuries, partly because of just lack of depth, lack mm-hmm. of talent. Trevor Lawrence had some help around him. So, by far, like, he had the better situation. But I will say, like, the Bears were very competitive in a lot of the games they lost. And the only reason why that was the case was because of Justin Fields. So Yeah, that's fair. I understand why people were upset about it. As a Fields stan, I love to see it. I love him getting respect. You saw, bro, unrelated, he has the most um, bets on him to win MVP this year. Yeah, because the odds are so low. I it's know. Like, that's so much money if it somehow manages to If that to hit, hits, that would be insane. He would just make hundreds of millionaires. <laughs> Dude, it would be insane. I Listen, I love him. Do I think it'll happen this year? Not necessarily. Do I think it'll happen at some point? I think so. But, yeah, he, he has a lot of money being bet on him right now. That's crazy. Yeah. That's an interesting fact. I had no idea. Yeah, it, it, I saw it like two or three days ago. It's cool. It's exciting. It's it is. Exciting. You like seeing the young guys have a chance to really, you know, yeah, 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 become yeah. the face of the league. So, especially with what he was put through the first year with Matt Nagy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Horrible. Then learning a new system the next year, having no talent. I get it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, ho- I'm hoping for the best for him. I always do. Signed my jacket one time at Ohio State. That. So that was that was a great great experience, one of my best memories. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, 
And then, oh, one more thing I wanted to yeah. throw at you. Because I understand why it happened. But at the same time, from a talent perspective, I disagree. They put Jamar behind CD and AJ Brown. Yeah, it's a little weird. I don't know. A... He, he, he missed, he missed, he missed five. He, he had five, five less games. games. But he, had, he was tied with CD for touchdowns. He was only behind AJ by two. And even though he played five less games, he was only behind CD Lamb by 300 roughly 300 yards and AJ by 450. He would have made up for that within those five games. Oh my God. I think, yeah, he shatters that. In those yeah. Games, so. Yeah. And he was only, yeah. So statistically mm. I get it. He didn't play as much. Best ability is availability. Yeah. I understand that. And no argument with that from purely talent. I, I heavily disagree. Yeah, but, so do I. So absolutely. I do. Yeah. I, I think, I think it'll change a lot this year. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see him. Predict health, but of course, all considered, he should. Yeah, I don't I see think, him performing worse than either of the I think two. He will absolutely. So yeah, man, that that top 100 list, it's 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 a great event every year. I love it. And oh, I love it. I look forward to it. Me too, especially because of how they reveal it. It's like yeah, yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of anticipation behind each and every reveal. Yeah, so. yeah. They really hype it up. So yeah, it's fun to watch. It's very fun to watch. And then last, yeah, like we're we're moving fast today, but yeah. Just from a purely fan perspective, mm-hmm. there's been so much football content coming out lately, and it is so nice to watch. It mm-hmm. really is. Yeah. Like, really is. did you watch the quarterback series? Did I watch the quarterback? Of course. It's the sky blue course I watched the quarterback I was series. I was blowing your phone up about it the first day it came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't realized it was out. So when you told me, I was ecstatic. Because the offseason is such a drag. It's so hard to get through. March it really is. March is really boring. April, end of April, you get combine stuff. The draft but, and okay, that May process. you get the draft. I love the draft, but only the first night because I don't like. It's only so much you can do. Of course. Then June, July, and then you finally get to August when you get the top hundred and training camp starts and even still preseason is a little boring because yeah. people just getting to the league, older people who are trying to get get a spot on the roster. So. Of course. You have to be a real fan to really enjoy the yeah, preseason. Yeah, yeah. So you, have you have to be a have real to, fan. Um, it's a real drag to September. It really yeah. is. So to see them come out with this quarterback documentary, you're following the three quarterbacks, Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. and Marcus Mariota. Yep. Love Marcus Mariota. Huge fan. Always been. Uh, I loved it. I really did. I know Mahomes is going to be the highlight. Mahomes went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 100%. For 21 weeks. But, man, I love when Kirk was on the screen. I loved it so much. Dude. What that was one guy who I think really changed an entire like perception of him, yeah, of himself. Oh yeah, the, like I think nobody came away from that show not liking Kirk Cousins. Everyone loved him. He was oh such God. a likable guy. It was amazing to just see their family lives and see what they go through on a daily basis. I loved, but there was something about the way Kirk like carries himself. Yeah, he, he goes into these situations like. People hate on Kirk Cousins. Oh my God! The whole prime time One stigma, of the, most the narrative. I've ever seen for no real reason. I mean, like, oh, you choke in prime time games. Like, he was thirteen three. Yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't that bad. No, like, like, last year was a great year for them. You like, yes, obviously he's had up and downs, but you finally Justin Jefferson obviously helps. Obviously, Dalvin Cook. Any in the back quarterback would benefit. From really him being there. did help. But not just anybody could go thirteen and three. Yeah, that's a very hard feat. That's very, very difficult. That's so hard. Think about it. the Packers did it back to back years because they had the back to back MVP. Yeah, like that's just thirteen and three is a crazy thing. It oh wait, really no, no, no. Because remember, we have seventeen. So was it thirteen and four? Oh, that's right. Because they was sat. It f- 
Yeah, so it was 13-3, then 13-4. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, you're, right, okay, you're okay. right. They just took me, yeah. I think Love played that game, actually. I think Love played came in, like, the second half of that game. So that wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers 13-3. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Kirk Cousins just... It really opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. He's a real family man, which I really appreciate. And it, it was just really touching seeing like him behind the scenes. I don't know. Yeah, man. Like, like close to home. Dude, even with his his wife being there, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she, when yeah. she said like when the game is get too intense, she'll just like turn away and put on her like uh church music. Mm. That was so funny. That's the the whole thing. Tar- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like having to see your family member, your husband son like go out there get hit like that mm-hmm. it is hard it is hard i remember yeah. us playing high school my mom would get scared yeah so imagine what these professionals are going through like and i know britney is very hated on obviously like eh, whatever whatever you want to think but seeing what she was like going through stressing out in the sideline like it's hard to watch sometimes absolutely and i do feel for her absolutely I feel, for all of them. I feel for everyone so it was nice and i think it opened up a lot of people's eyes you know absolutely some people just see them as people on a screen and yeah they are real people with real families and i loved it i loved every second of it absolutely especially because football is one of those games where you don't really get that much face time when you're watching yeah, it yeah. live everyone's face is covered by a helmet everyone's mm-hmm. wearing a uniform jersey like you can't really tell an individual person from each other when you're really watching from a distance the way a game is shown yeah. but when you really like you said like you just take off the helmet you get into their day-to-day lives how they interact with their family you just come away with such an appreciation for who they are as people and like the sacrifice they put themselves through, especially the sacrifices that their family have to, Oh yeah. has to put up with watching it. And like you said, a lot of people, myself included, I will not lie before the series came out. I wasn't the biggest fan of Britney because of how, again, like she can be a victim of the media, how they take one thing and they kind of spin it, form Mm -hmm. a narrative and push that out there for people to kind of, you know, all get that one opinion, that one, you know, solid take of what they made her out to be like. But she was a very supportive partner. She was always there, always cheered on Pat, was always there when things didn't go his way or didn't go as expected. She was a very, very likable character in the, like, lens of the series. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, that was another person who I just came away from that show just having more of an appreciation for. Can't agree more. Absolutely. So... She, yeah. she definitely was likable. And then, of course, like, you know, this time of year, we're recording. So this episode, we're recording the week that the first episode of Hard Knocks came out. Yes. Did you get to watch that first episode? Yes. Oh, what did I you think? It. What did you think? It was awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think, obviously, the Jets were the team to do. Yeah. They were the team to do. They were quarterback away last year. Mm-hmm. And... Over the summer, they get one of the greatest to ever play the game. So everyone's really excited to see what's going on, get a look. And they really fought back. They did not want to do hard knocks. Yeah. People don't really think about this, but hard knocks is such a criminal invasion of privacy. It's so invasive. It's it really it, it it's, truly it's almost is. Crude. It really is. To see people get cut, to see like issues behind the scenes, it is a little... Mm, what's the word? Unsettling, I guess unsettling. you could say. It's definitely a little disrespectful. So the Jets really had to fight back, and obviously a bunch of rules changed. Absolutely. So much so that Hard Knocks actually is going out of their way for them. Yeah. Which is one of the things is that wasn't a thing before. Yeah. Um, so I really love that. Obviously, as a Packer fan, I loved seeing Aaron Rodgers in it and how much they focused on him yeah. in the first episode, which was expected, obviously. Of course, of course. He's never been in a Hard Knocks, so it was one of those things I'm sure they've been dying to get a quarterback like him. Was for Tom Brady sure. ever in a Hard Knocks? 
I feel like he wasn't. But I, again, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know positive. for sure. So I loved it. I loved obviously a lot of emphasis on Sauce and Garrett. Yes. Yeah. That's the future of that team, and it was amazing to see. For sure. I love seeing the coaching staff and them getting the respect they deserve because it's not just the head coaching team. It's yeah. the offensive coordinator, the quarterback coach, the linebacker coach, mm-hmm. the linebacking coach assistant, like all of them. Even the – The equipment guy. The equipment guy got airtime. Yep. You know who else got airtime? The voice behind Hard Knocks. God. Right? <laughs> I love that. I love that. I loved it. I loved it. Dude, yeah. No, you, you said it all perfectly. I loved – like every second of that first episode, yeah. I think they captured so many unheard voices, unheard, unseen mm-hmm. faces. And I walked away just from the first episode with a better appreciation of everyone on the team. Aaron Rodgers, like I mentioned before, like the ma- the media like has no shame in spinning a narrative on yeah. him. He puts himself in the situation sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say you lock yourself in a cabin for like two weeks and take yeah, ayahuasca. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. people are going to look at you type of yes. way. But he was just such a likable guy. I, I love this guy before. I definitely walked away enjoying him more. I love Garrett Wilson. I love him oh, so yeah. much, man. Yeah. He's such a laid-back, chill guy, but he brings that intensity when the moment calls for it. Oh, yeah. That moment in practice where the offense is going against the defense, and he got the touchdown to kind of end the session, and he was just like, yeah, all of you guys eat grass because they had to do push-ups. Yes, at the, yes. I love that intensity. Love that. That's I awesome. love that. I love yeah. that. I'll eat it up every single time you put it on the screen. Oh, yeah. So I, I loved watching that whole series. Sauce, obviously, you got to see him graduate. That was a big moment for him. That was, so. that was very nice. I love that. I love seeing the players go back and actually finish the degree because a lot of them just leave. Yeah, because they don't, they don't really like, have why, to yeah, in, yeah, in a sense. If, especially if you're a first-round pick. Like, you're making $30 million off the bat. Like, why no am I getting cares. a degree? But he did it for his mom, and I love that so much. Yeah, and he also was saying, like, I want to set that example. I want to be that person to kind of yeah. set the, like set the bar high so that when those kids who are looking up to him – are in a situation where they're faced with the decision to leave school, mm. like have the yeah. morals, have the background to really be like, you know, okay. I want to finish and get my degree and have something under my belt more than football. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciated that. I love seeing that too. Yeah. And then this one just came out. I don't know if you've seen it because it was actually very new. I think about two days ago, the Johnny Menzel documentary. I haven't gotten to watching it yet. Dude. But I'm seeing a lot. It was amazing. Really? It really was. The ending was a little like mm. whatever. Only because I understand with a docu like a documentary, when you have a player like that who is still in the process of trying to figure things out in his life, you can't really have a happy ending mm-hmm. per se. Yeah, yeah. But they did as best as they could. And one thing that really threw me off, you know, obviously how big he was in college football, how yeah. important he was to Texas A and M. Oh yes. Dude, with the NIL rules the way they were, where you couldn't take five dollars if someone just handed it to you, he brought Texas A and M, like in value, approximately thirty-seven million dollars to their whole this. to their whole program. Documentary. That's oh how God. big he was to their to entire today. You have to. It was amazing. It was really fascinating. Wow. And like you see the scheme where he did the whole autograph thing and tried to get away with it, and he goes into detail about it and yeah. how he was living his life, how he was partying, and how deep dark of a place he got into when he was in the league. It was so so fascinating to watch. Truly, yeah, I, have to, I have to watch it now for sure. But I will say, like, and I guess I could kind of end it here for all the guys out here who are watching, who have a girlfriend, who have a partner, you have a boyfriend, whoever. And they love to watch reality TV shows, love to watch that type of stuff. You have no excuse because we got our fair share. And 
the same way you felt, oh, like, I don't want to watch that. My girlfriend's making me want. No. If, if you're going to make her watch all this stuff with you, you better go watch that with her. And I will say that 10 out of 10 times. I stand 10 toes on that because we're getting our reality shows. We're getting yeah. our our heavy oh, dose yeah. of drama on the day to day. And I just want to show love to the woman out there <laughs> who enjoy watching that stuff, because from when you put it in the lens of like yeah, yeah, what yeah. we like to enjoy or like what like sports fans, whether you're a man or woman, whatever, however you identify, if you put it in that perspective, I so see, I absolutely see why people would eat that drama right. up. It yeah. is so fascinating. Fair enough. It truly, truly is. But yeah, man, anything else uh, you want to talk about? Anything else you have on your mind? No, I think we hit it. It's, I just, obviously, there's a lot of stuff for next episode. I'm super excited. For sure. I know back, for... There's always so much to talk about, but we could stay here for hours, but there's only so much time we want to take up. Of course. I know uh, coming up, because college football is coming up, we wanted oh, to yeah. talk a little bit about that, so you can stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were going to, like we mentioned earlier, we have some fantasy talk that we're going to be talking about so soon, much. because if you don't know... Us two are in the same league. We're going head-to-head. We have our draft coming up soon, so that's going to be a lot of talk. Ten-man league. I know all the guys in it. We take it it too serious. No, you can never take it too serious. No, no, you can't. You can't. But, you know, I love it. I love the people we do it with, so I'm super excited to get, you know, talk about it, give updates and what we think about fantasy because I know fantasy is getting way more popular now. I know, and I love to see it. I love to see it. It it, it kind of gamifies the Mm -hmm. whole sport and maybe people who aren't as familiar with it or aren't too privy to watching it live. It kind of gives them a way to appreciate it. So it does. That's something I love for sure. There you go. But, yeah, we have a lot coming up. Um, If you made it this long into the video – like always, we're so thankful that you're able to sit here, kind of enjoy this conversation with us. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share this video if you have the chance to. Send it to your friends, send it to your grandma, send it to your cousin, your first cousins, uncles, grandmas, brother, whoever. Love if you could do that. Obviously, you don't have to. We're not going to force you. There you go. It's not a dictatorship. Yeah. But that being said, thank you so much. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media channels. Instagram, we have the Modern Collective VNT. That's kind of the whole uh i guess brand that we're putting this all under yep. the show itself the fandomonium show you can find it on instagram too you just search that it'll come right up everything else the modern collective you can find it just type it in i'm sure it'll come up but we'll drop all the links in the comments um and in the description of course and like always thank you again and looking forward to catching you next time fandomonium show c4 sponsor us oh oh before we go before we go before we go because we have been talking about it i had this in the first episode this video is sponsored by c4 <laughs> We're not getting paid by them, no. <laughs> and we don't have any sort of connection or ties to them, but we are just saying this video is sponsored by C4, so if by any chance they do see this and they want to actually activate some sort of sponsorship, a genuine one, uh, we'd be all for it. So putting it out there now, speaking into the universe, and hopefully it comes true. Your lips to God's ears. <laughs> Good night. Absolutely. Take care.